0: Okay, I've uh, got to tell you, interesting article that I was uh, reading, and it, it, it's about social media and how it gets teens hooked while feeling aggression and impulsivity, and researchers think they know why. That was the gist of the article. Chatting today with the Canada Research Chair in Neuroscience and Learning Disorders at Western University is Emma Durden. Hey, Emma, welcome to the show. Hey, Ben. Uh, okay, where do you want to dig in on this? Let's talk about this uh, this article here. Social media, I think, has got its place. It's, there's some positive stuff about it. But for some of us, not just teens, you can get hooked. But let's talk about uh, the, the story about the kids who are spending hours and hours scrolling through their social media. And it may be showing signs of aggression, uh, depression, anxiety, that type of thing. Is this what you're finding?
1: Yes, so our group and others have been following teenagers during the pandemic. And, you know, initially there was reports about how social media could be associated with things like anxiety and depression, mental health. But new research is also coming out to say that it can even be associated with hostility and aggression towards others.
0: I'm kind of curious to know, how do you figure this out? Are you doing some kind of imaging or something?
1: Our group is doing brain imaging studies now to look at the significant amount of social media use, video gaming, that so many teenagers were exposed to during the pandemic. And we're now conducting brain imaging studies to look at kind of these long-term effects. What
0: about, what about screen time? How important is that?
1: Well, I think it it might come to a surprise to most people that there are guidelines for screen time for children that are put in place by the Canadian Pediatric Society. And for children over the age of five, up until 18 years of age, uh, it's only recommended to be exposed to about two hours of screen time a day. And of course, yeah, and in in, in the pandemic, we actually saw that most teenagers and and school age children were, were really meeting those guidelines but it really skyrocketed, particularly during the early phases of the pandemic and, uh, and still remains high.
0: What else did you find out in, in this uh, survey or this study that you did? Anything that was really right off the scale? You know,
1: for all of our research studies on screen time, so we've now been conducting these studies with preschool children, uh, children with neurodevelopmental disorders, as well as school age children and teenagers. And I think we're always pretty astounded at how much screen time children are getting. Even children under the age of five are even using social media um, in the, the pandemic, and in, I guess now we're in the post-pandemic area.
0: Emma, I was reading something about serotonin. Do you want to carry that on from there and tell everybody about serotonin?
1: Yeah, well, serotonin is one of the brain's feel good chemicals like dopamine. So, for example, you know, if you're listening to music that you really like, then this could kind of uh, enhance these kind of feel good neurochemicals in your brain. And for teenagers now that we're seeing that, you know, long term exposure to Screens can be associated with things like depression. Um, when we don't have enough serotonin in our brains, this can actually lead to, to greater feelings of depression. So in turn, our group and others are you know, really hoping to be able to study this and study how screen time is impacting kind of these key neurochemicals in the teenage brain and, uh, and how it could have long-term effects on their mental health.
0: I'm kind of curious about the different types of brain activity when scrolling through social media. Is there a different type or is it all basically the same?
1: Oh, so we actually see very different uh, types of brain activity. In fact, um, for a lot of our research now, we're able to do it and kind of look at brain activity in real time. And we use a new technology that is kind of a portable brain imaging method that uses just natural light. And it allows us to give a measure on very detailed information in terms of brain function in regionally specific areas. So like the prefrontal cortex versus the, your occipital cortex. And we can see these changes in our, you know, our brain waves or brain activity really immediately when we see switching from something like uh, a calm video to watching something that has um, a rapidly changing video, something that you would see on like a uh, TikTok or something like that, right. you can really see changes automatically in brain activity.
0: I'm also kind of curious to know and this doesn't come up at our house at all and that is the difference between scrolling through social media maybe at dinner time as opposed to lying there in bed trying to fall asleep and doing it is there is there a wild radical difference between the two time zones you know what I'm saying or is yeah, it all the same
1: well, it's really recommended to avoid screens, particularly for children, one hour before going to bed. So this okay. is going to affect, yeah, this is going to, this, it's going to cause alertness and awakeness. And this is going to interfere with children's sleep patterns. And, and we saw this in our studies that screen time and sleep are completely inversely correlated. Those children who spend more time on screens get less sleep.
0: It seems that if you're watching something that might be a little violent or a little disturbing, it would change the way you viewed things as opposed to something that might be a little more calm. Did you find in the, uh, in the study that was done that that's actually true?
1: We haven't looked at that in particular our, for our group. Okay. But I believe that other research also does, does point to that, that there are differences. Um, It's particularly for, you know, for the developing brain. You know, for a lot of the brain changes that we see, it's in brain regions such as the prefrontal cortex, which isn't really fully developed. So that's a brain region involved in decision making and response inhibition. And these brain regions aren't really developed in children and teenagers, but you know, they're more developed in adults. Just to say that for children and adolescents who are kind of exposed to rapidly changing or violent stimuli because they don't really have the the mechanics to be able to to manage it. This is maybe one of the reasons why we see such a pronounced effect in this population.
0: Is there really a distinctive uh, change in how uh, my teenager might view things on social media as opposed to me? Different triggers, I guess, is what I'm looking for
1: you know for i don't think anybody has ever done that study but we know that the, the child and teenage brain is very susceptible to this rapidly changing information right so we not only see it in changes in the brain but we see it in the changes in their behavior too so uh, the inability to concentrate the lack of attention all of these things which we are also mediated by our prefrontal cortex
0: Emma, thanks. Fascinating stuff. I appreciate uh, you coming on the show today. Thanks, Brent. All right. Thanks. We'll talk to you again. I'm sure I will be scrolling through social media again. We'll need some help from you, so we'll we'll track you down, okay? Absolutely. All right. There you go. Emma Durden joining us today. Hmm. In some ways, I'm not surprised to hear that, but I I am fascinated by some of the the results of their their survey. Anyway, Emma's... uh, With the Canada Research uh, Group, she's the chair, Neuroscience and Learning Disorders at Western University.